Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to the upper room. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's much appreciated. Um, settle in, put the kettle on, uh, get yourself a nice hot beverage because we're uh, we're about to dive deep. Um, now, trigger warning for anybody watching: um, we're going to be dropping some f bombs. We're, we're diving deep into the f word. Uh, that f word being feminism. Uh, all things uh, feminism, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I am joined by two um, beautiful uh, guests, uh, two lovely sisters in the faith. Uh, we have Rebecca and Kat. How are we? Shalom. Yeah, all good. This is uh, Kat's first time. How are you Go feeling? Go on, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited. I think when uh, when we had our initial conversations about this one, um, yeah, uh, uh, just from a male perspective, I'm, I'm extremely compelled. So, um yeah, uh, without further ado, um, let's get the statistics and the, the facts out of the way. Um, how long have you guys been married to your respective husbands and how long have you guys been moms? Shalom. So me and Joe have been married probably about five years now. Been together 10, obviously, you know, wasn't keeping it biblical at the time, but we weren't saved at the time. So hallelujah, we, we got through that rough, rocky period. Um, Joan is nearly two, so um, it, it does fly, but you know, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of learning curves, a lot of adjusting, um, unlearning some deep conditioning that I personally have been conditioned with. So hand, hands up a confession. This isn't me preaching like I know everything. This is me preaching like, wow, that hurt. So, you know, we'll, we'll speak more on that later. So, yeah. What about you, Kat? Um, well, I've been married for about a year um, and together for five Shout out, uh, shout out, Andy. We love you, bro. <laughs> and my daughter is 13 months old, so wow. it's all very fresh and new. But like Becca said, we're learning every day. And are you managing uh, to get any sleep at all at this point, or you just get used to it? All right, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, right, so uh, I am an advocate of um. Uh, definitions. Uh, if we're talking about a topic, it's good to actually define what it is we're we're talking about uh, for the sake of argument and uh, transparency. Um, so it'd be great to get your uh, your perspective on what feminism um, is, uh, either to you or how you, how you've seen it culturally, politically, historically. Um, yeah, just to get your perspective on on how you see feminism, what it means today and in the past and yeah so I'll throw it over to you ladies uh go on Kat I know you've got a nice little definition <laughs> written down there and your pen so go a couple on. of notes <laughs> <laughs> um well we see the agenda being pushed a loads in with economic rights and women empowerment in the public in um like government and being put to authoritative roles especially in our government. We also see sexual and reproductive rights, so abortion rights and rights to, you know, be able to be free with your sexual life and have that be um, accepted in society. Mm -hmm. um, we also see the freedom from physical and psychological sexual violence. There's a lot of, like, anti-rape stuff within the movement, which... Um, obviously loads of people can agree is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So those little bits of truth 
pull people in and just like give the rest of the movement some push, I guess, some yeah. fire fuel. Um, yeah. So we and then lastly, just just influences in all areas of society. So just women becoming more of an authoritative role and like being like CEOs and stuff. Not that women don't have the ability to do these things and aren't great at these things if they get to that point. But a lot of the times it's like men bowing down to women so that women can go up into those authoritative roles is what I think we're finding a lot in like this feminist movement. So almost like a um, a usurping and then onto um, authority over like a dominion yeah okay well, um, it's, it's just flipping the roles of just like where men are supposed to be and where m- women are supposed to be you know we're like feminizing men mm-hmm. we're just like pushing men down and saying like oh well they're just silly and stupid they can never do anything right mm-hmm. the woman has to come in and sort it all out because the men's useless and you see this in loads of things you see it in like television like cartoons like um children's programs you know it it is there and I think their definition is equal rights so men being equal to women and it's almost it's it sounds good and it sounds like something like a Christian would believe and it sounds like oh yeah well me and Joe are one aren't we we're a card we're equal however it doesn't put on the position of God's leadership and it quite clearly says in scripture it says a man should not a woman should not rule over a man and it says like we will desire to do that and we'll get more onto that later but um it's 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 a spiritual battle the more you more you do deep research into it um it's almost like we are trying to take on the man's role and biblically it's like it's been predestined it's part of the curse it's something that we have all experienced whether people like to admit it or not it's whether it's in the workplace in your marriage you know it, it's been there from like Kat says um the conditioning goes deep and we almost think well we can do a better job and we don't need these people on our lives like you know we can do this better and in a way it it gets to our our spiritual it gets so deep into our spiritual battle that we go through internally and this whole the way it's accepted in society is like wow it's like a perfect storm for the enemy really it's like it it goes really really deep and um god created us in his image and we are to be equal we are equally as important to god however we have different roles so what feminism tries to push is that um, we're all equal and we can all do the same thing but that isn't biblical because God clearly gives men some roles that women can't do that is to rule and to teach and that is to rule a household and you know women try and the feminist agenda and the feminist the people in charge of the feminism teach that it's okay for women to rule over men and that is just not biblical really so that is the long and short of it i mean not saying let's stop the podcast now but yeah, yeah. you know there's so many elements to how we've all been affected by that and mm. that's what i'm really looking forward to unpack tonight because it sounds good us just admitting it here and going yeah but 
wow, haven't I been challenged when I've been researching this and since on the topic, you know, we only got the topic a couple of weeks ago, we were at a toddler group and I said to Kat, oh, you know, you've been invited to the podcast, you know, Kat, you know, Joe and Darren think it would be great if me and you did one. She was like, wow, wow, I wonder what we'll do. And then we just went on to another topic and we're speaking about things and I was like, well, we're just going to have to speak about this because this is all we sort of speak about and how much we unlearn and we've had to do and we see it around us a lot, you know, a lot of toddler groups and a lot of, you know, little things where we go and it is sad to see so you know we just have to be on guard that it doesn't creep into our marriages as well because it's all around us it's trying to get us it's trying to get us to wear down our husbands it's trying to get us to usurp over um the man and yeah it goes deep really so yeah Yeah, agreed um uh yeah so for i think from a biblical perspective you have that original usurping right back in the garden with Eve and adam and apple and all of that um I think that's 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 the template and that's the the spiritual um uh spiritual uh, repetition that we see uh, generationally. Uh for my money in terms of the uh, the historical and the the the, def- the definition of uh of feminism it can be traced back you've got the first first wave of feminism which would be your suffrage movement which was, you know, the suffragettes and they were striving for the equality to uh, have equal civil rights, so the right to vote, uh, the right to work and and, and that kind of uh, social element to things, which uh, on the face of it, again, depending on the validity of what a vote actually means, uh, <laughs> might sound like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the second wave of feminism, which was, again, predominantly, like you said, about se- uh, sexual reproductive rights, about the right to abortion, and, um, you know, coinciding with uh, the, the, the general sexual revolution that we had uh, from the 60s onwards, um, we're, we're still picking up the pieces. And um, I believe, and again, this is something we can touch on a bit later, I think we're in the third wave. And the third wave is not just feminism. It's, it's the piggybacking of all the other isms that we're seeing now on the, on the rainbow uh, agenda which have been creeping up alongside uh, if not on top of the feminism agenda so that's that's my general overview of feminism and uh, yeah I look forward to, to, to breaking down with you guys what, what you want to bring to the table so um, you mentioned Bex at the top about uh, with regards to experiencing what it means to feel that usurping or that um, you know <laughs> wanting to like rule or or overrun uh, a man uh, a husband or or whatever you know um what what, talk talk me through what what, uh, is that like a cognitive thing where you're doing it and you're like oh like i I know what i'm up to or or is it like a thing you look back and you go oh crikey i I, I was i was sort of striving for something i maybe shouldn't yeah uh, it, it just happens so almost it feels like natural like it feels like well I can do this and I can do this better um it's just you know we've probably just been so deeply conditioned as children you know there's movies where women are taking the role I can't think of any you know examples off the top of my head but if you just look back to all of the cartoons everything it's like the woman the woman the woman and because the woman has such a vital role um, looking after the children and having such an importance to the children it also is kind of like 
put a shadow on on the dads you know when you're watching movies and and it's almost like well the dads aren't there and you know if you think back to like I was even seeing like this quote today and it's like oh you know our dads had it easy when they like maybe in the 50s 60s just get them from work and sit on the couch and that was like conditioning for them so it's come from like conditioning to the men and the women at the same time so it's mm. like the perfect storm it's like the men haven't been doing their roles the women thinking they can do the role better and it's like there's just a massive power struggle and you know when things do go wrong and especially when you have children like you just think well I know what's right in this situation but you know might not necessarily better like me and Kat always think of this example and she finds it hilarious so when you have a child how hungry they are from the second they wake up in the morning and there's a lot of prep when you've got to feed a hungry toddler especially Jonah who is just an absolute machine (laughs) so it's like food prep I've got his meal sorted breakfast lunch dinner fine and you know there's a as Jack calls it chef mic which is the microwave and it's just pure convenience for me it's not (laughs) like I'm doing it maliciously like oh I'm gonna nuke my son's food I'm gonna you know take the nutrients out of his food but, you know, Joe was going on about, please stop using the microwave. I don't want him on microwave meals. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so inconvenient. Like, Gets I, out five pans to heat yeah. up one Like, meal. all the pans <laughs> are burning because we don't have non-stick either, you yeah. know, because you, you don't want the Teflon. I'm like, mm, is it really that bad, you know? And then I just keep doing it. Not, like, on purpose. I was just like, it was just going one ear and out the other. Yeah. Until one day I come home and Joe had threw the microwave <laughs> out in the garden and wow. said, well, well, now you're going to learn. I thought, mm. Yeah, well, I can't do that. It's rebellion, isn't it? You know, my husband had asked me something concerning his child. He's the head of the house. You know, just just stop rebelling and you'll be fine. And so far, we haven't set the house on fire by any burnt pans and everything. (laughs) He's been fed on time. So it just took that little bit of submission in an area that I thought I knew better. And I'm, well, I'm giving Jonah his food. I'm spending all his time cooking. And then the enemy's got in your baggy head. Well, when did you last cook a meal for Jonah? And it's like, well, he's out working. And it's like it goes so so deep mm. and it's a spiritual spiritual battle that you've just got to go no like get behind me Satan I've just got to listen to this and, and get on with it you do know you, yeah. do you reckon yeah, there's yeah, like um, a, a crossover of like obviously we're we're all from the world like originally so a lot of our behaviors understandings and patterns in relationships and uh, even with children to a certain extent like we've got a lot of things a lot of bad habits like are we kind of at a deficit to start with because we've got all of these things to unlearn and then obviously like can you feel that conflict when it comes to like Mm -hmm. those situations and you're like no what's the what's the biblical principle here and it's actually really contradicting how I think and feel about what I want to do in this like that must be real tough yeah yeah well it's um teach your children in the way and they won't depart from it so we weren't taught in the way so we got to learn the way yeah but hopefully If we do it right, <laughs> y'all willing, yeah. then um, they won't struggle because they'll see, they'll see mom submits to dad and dad respects mom and yeah. like they'll see the order in the household and they'll just know that that's just how it's supposed to be. And it's not like an evil thing. It's not like a, I'm going to dominate over you and like tell you what to do. It's like, no, he's, he's there to put in roles, uh, rules to better your family. Yeah. And we just naturally have this rebellion. I mean, it comes back to Eve. Yeah. Like, we just, if we were left to our own devices, <laughs> we would not not be where we are now. It's our husbands that keep us in line. Mm. And they're the ones that 
make the rules and um yeah it can it can be hard to follow them sometimes but you just gotta what what i love about um uh, I, I don't know i'm not i'm gonna generalize a little bit when it comes to uh, a feminine perspective or uh, just a, a woman's touch and an understanding uh the, t- the times where we've had uh women on the 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 podcast before i picked up on the fact that you guys actually think generationally like you you were li- like you just said then cat about oh no but this isn't necessarily about my understanding this is for the next mm-hmm. guys and by the time they pick it up they'll be more on the ball etc and like you say teach them in the way and 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 uh they'll be more more in tune um, and I just I think that that might actually be a fundamental difference between like the, the men and women men and women like you guys are literally you've got the long game like and oh, we're yeah. just in the <laughs> we're just yeah. in the now and you're like five years old and you planned your wedding yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's true and it also kind of like speeds up tenfold when you're pregnant it's like you get all these hormones and this thing like called nesting and you're kind of just thinking well you're already imagining what this child's going to be like some people even have dreams I actually did have a dream of Jonah when he was like 10 and you know obviously he's not 10 now but looking at his character now I'm thinking you know that could be him it might have been like a prophecy and it's like we're just built that way and it's obviously God's design for us Mm -hmm. to plan and intercede for our family and I was praying against generational curses I was praying against asthma ADHD things that have run in Joe's family um from like his dad's side and maybe his dad's like is generational and I was praying for them not to get through only the good genes so it's almost built within us that we have to think like that and it's amazing that we can do that um so so that's a blessing that that we can do I just like to get up the scripture and I think I've only just realized it in the last couple of weeks how much you have to like crucify this daily obviously the curse is is gone in Yeshua but we're only really abiding in Yeshua when we're in in the spirit every time we're in the flesh it's like you know the Holy Spirit isn't always there when when we're in the flesh mode it's uh, you know the the rival to one another so women if you're listening and you feel this it's like it's spiritual battle and you know it's something that you can pray against it's um genesis 3 16 to the woman he said i will surely multiply your pain in childbearing in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be contrary to your husband but he shall rule over you so it's almost saying like your desire is just going to be so opposite to what your husband sometimes you hear a scripture and it feels like you've never heard it before yeah and when you just said that that what was it it will be contrary or opposite your desire will be the opposite of your husband's basically and then there's other scriptures where it said well you'll desire to rule over him and it's like bam yeah Yeah, that's not like oh you're gonna have the odd barney and it it might get a little bit emotional that's like you you guys are going to be like direct that's mad yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay feminism yeah. since day one you know and, <laughs> and another scripture that was like wow never seen this one before was um it is 1 timothy two twelve, and it's talking about how women are to um be basically a woman a woman should learn quiet and humbly personally i do i don't allow women to teach nor do i ever put them in positions of authority over men i believe their role is to be receptive further it was eve and not adam who was first deceived and fell into sin nevertheless i believe that women will come safely through childbearing if they maintain a life full of faith love holiness and sobriety so it's basically saying like 
remember it was Eve that sinned first, you know, and that scripture is like a feminist's worst nightmare. I'm surprised that they haven't mm. got that printed up saying don't read the Bible because <laughs> yeah. I read that and thinking, wow, like that's, is that sure that's in the Bible? <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. it, it, it is deep and God knows that it's a spiritual battle. And anytime you're in a battle and you don't know about it, that's when you're in dangerous territory. So any women that feel this and they don't know why they're feeling it, or they might be arguing with their husband, ask yourself, is it because of this? Because it's answered a lot of my questions and I've been then able to pray about it, fast about it and really get on my knees about it. And, you know, it has helped. But you know, it is it's a battle and it's and it's an ongoing thing that you will have to crucify. So mm. it is interesting. Definitely, definitely. And I think a lot of um women, if they put themselves in like Eve's role, they would be like, Oh no, I I wouldn't eat the fruit. I would, I, I would know, I would know. Yeah. But every day I eat that fruit. Like wow. if you're looking at the situation of just like whatever happens, all the time we stray away from God. Mm. And it's like isn't that eating the fruit? So to think that we wouldn't be as naive as Eve is just naive. It's naive. Yeah, it's Eve and naive, isn't it? So, yeah. um, okay, right. So before we get too deep into, the, you know, the, the, the biblical uh, strategies and, and, and implications, um, when, we, when we kicked off in terms of definitions, so if we look at it in the modern construct and we have toxic... Uh, masculinity right so if if this is about usurping and not just usurping but rising uh, above because feminism by its definition will be the, the equalizing it's being equal but what we see today isn't about being equal is it, it's going yeah. above and beyond because we're in this so-called uh, toxic max masculinity now when you when we read the scriptures and we go into the torah and we understand the patriarchy uh, and what good patriarchy looks like. How important to you guys is it um, to know that we have a biblical reference to what a uh, patriarchal, a pure patriarchal system looks like, not only in terms of how women, women function in that, but how you can identify how men operate in that as well. Is that something that in terms of uh, fighting what we see in the world, like, how important is that reference point to you to to learn? Do you think if that makes sense as a question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so important. It's it's the the manuscript of life. You know, mm. like everything. Like the B Bible is truth. So if you're needing to know how to do something properly, look in the Bible. It'll tell you. <laughs> and it's just as simple as that. If you've got a problem with what it says, that's a you problem, not yeah. a Bible problem. Yeah. So if if it says you need to submit to your husband, you got to do some soul searching because yeah. that's what it says. So we just got to do it, yeah. you know, because we love God and we we want to we want to be with him in heaven so Hallelujah. yeah and it's also about getting it from the man's perspective as well because obviously the man has this massive 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 responsibility and I think a lot of um men they've probably been conditioned you know you could probably do a separate podcast on 100%. whatever what did you say the masculinity to toxic masculinity so i've never heard that one before but yeah that's probably been conditioned as like 
oh, I don't even know the things of the agendas that they've been told, but like what we were discussing a couple of weeks ago about the man-child and not getting on with... Yeah, and just doing what he wants to do, never knows how to do anything at all apart from just see his mates. And it's like, well, that's not biblical either. And if you're expecting this, like amazing woman to come and be the answer to all your problems no you have to get your stuff together as well before you you kind of go in into marriage because to be a man is even more of a responsibility women are designed to be a helper because man should not be alone if it wasn't hard to be a man then god wouldn't have designed a helper like it must be a bit of a struggle if he's going to design someone to come and help with that role so yeah it's about looking at it from from both sides and just seeing and soul searching as Kat said the enemy and how he is drip 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 fed through society and you know it probably goes back to like after the second war and how women went into the workforce when the men went out to war I mean mm. this is one from Kat so <laughs> um if I go to Marlene, Marlene yeah and it's a, it's a really good point you know they they went into office roles and admin roles and they had like really high some of them were like women spies and that was like unheard of before simply because there was no men to do that job and then as soon as the men come back they're like well I've won had a nice time at work all day I've earned money I can do what I want and they almost got these like rights and roles whereas the men was like out killing and then they had PTSD and all that so we can just see how slow this agenda has been coming into our society and it is it's scary you know to see and just search how many things that you have learned from that and you'll probably go back to like when you're a child and how your parents treated you and how their relationship was as well because we learn a lot from our parents and how we were raised whether you're from like a healthy family an unhealthy family you know you've got all them things to learn as well so you know it does go quite deep yeah 100 percent. and even from a from a male perspective um you touched on the importance of the roles that parents play and if um you know there isn't a father in the family for example that child is is you know uh uh, they can be raised by culture they can be raised by television and movies and everything else so that's a very dangerous precedent um and and what we're actually seeing in this generation now is um obviously with the uh the confusion about gender uh roles and identity um that's almost like a side note but when it when it comes to this this masculinity and femininity it's like there has been such a twisting that men have been effeminized they don't really know how to be men um both in the world and biblically and uh, women uh, uh yeah it's it's inside out and upside down so you've got all of these uh, uh, generations who are just like i need to learn how to be a man yeah. uh, and then like you say the only way to do that is 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 in the word like essentially because that's where it all stems from um yeah it's fascinating stuff because we're we're picking up some very very heavy pieces and, I, and like we touched on um the answer is in the scriptures and um I think we've got to take hope that we're going to be the guys that are, are, are flying the flag and and being men, being being women, yeah. and and when these when these like kids, because uh, I, I think there's going to be such a fallout from this generation, like the, the ones they they're, they're just going to be screaming out like, what it, what does a man look like? What does a woman look like? How yeah. how do you how are you? How do you be a mother? Like how do you take care and just really, really strip back simple principles that are uh, are being lost and, and thrown thrown at the wayside. 
as women trying to live a biblical principled life by the spirit, how important is a community to um, uh, go through this together? So i.e. whether it's your mums, whether it's your, you, you know, the sisters in the fellowship, like, and I'm not just talking about, right, we need a babysitter, like, how are you how important is having that dialogue and like being able to like share because i can imagine being a mother um you could be on your own a lot and very isolated so how does that come into play uh, it's just it's indescribable how invaluable it is to have a friend in the same boat like becca and i have been through it this year she's honestly been my sounding board for everything and it's been great because she's has the same mindset it's a godly counsel that you're seeking and it's someone who's in the same boat as you you're just like oh well how did you deal with the first tooth oh well here's some of this like natural cream it it totally helped with me and we just bounce ideas off of each other and it's just been so good to have a friend who's raising their children or child currently (laughs) in in the way and be able to seek counsel from them because if you go to someone else I don't know an aunt and uncle and an unbeliever and you're just like oh my kid's sick what do I do and they're just going to be like oh we'll just put them on antibiotics and um, Mm. go to the doctors and do this and this and this and you're just like well but that's not like what I would want to do but in a pinch, you're just like, oh, what do I do? Well, I've been through this last month. Here's what I did. And it's just, it's so good to have someone to, like, support you and to help you. Because it's hard, you know? Like, you don't know it all. Like, the classic cliche, parenting doesn't come with within a book to tell you how to do it all. It's so true. I mean, every day is a new challenge. You're just like... And this, this is I'm part like of the it. issue with what we're going through in this modern day is this uh, denigration of, of what it means to be a mother, what it means to, 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 to run a home and to be a caregiver and a helper. Um, it's, it's been demeaned to a point where it's just like, oh, well, you, you can, you know, go do X, Y and Z. And it's, it's literally the hardest job in the world. So I can only imagine how important it is to, to have... Um, yeah like contact and and counsel and um, sisterhood when when you're going through that Um, again it's just that inversion of the role is just uh, it's and it's 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 blasphemous to to an extent because it's just um, yeah it's 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 just it's just really uh, uh, demeaned uh, such an important and vital uh, vital role that um, you guys play so yeah yeah you've got to like support one another as well because there'll be times when you just feel like I genuinely can't do this like how do I even survive this and especially if you want to do it the right way the biblical way and keep a house full of peace and attend the sabbath and have do a podcast and do but you just have to rest in Christ and do all things through him that strengthens him and you know people are constantly asking us about like schooling are you going to homeschool how are you going to do that and we're like well we don't actually know but that's part of it we're going to learn on the job and we'll have each other to support one another and hopefully more sisters support one another but yeah it's not the easy way and without each other you just think like what am I doing this for it's like you know I could just 
get rid of my kid all day I could just send them to school surely you know is that like the normal thing to do am I supposed to have this child with me all day every day but then it's like okay no we're doing this to like sacrifice for their education and give them one-on-one and bless them and give them exactly what they need but it's not the easy way and you know there is going to be challenges and there is going to be sacrifice but it's about supporting one another and saying like you're doing this for the greater good of God and you know you're not just doing it in vain you're doing it for him so there'll be a lot of times that you need to support each other and speak life into each other Mm -hmm. get counsel prayer as well as a massive massive thing accountability is a massive thing and just like cross-referencing things because there'll be people in the world like parents saying just give them that medication you know take them to the doctor surely the doctors know everything but me and Kat have been through some you know similar things with our own health that we know that the doctors don't know everything acne as people know my um struggle struggles with acne if I wouldn't went to the doctors I would have been on about five rounds of antibiotics I would have taken roaccutane which is so heavy it would damage the liver and you know I would have had a cesarean so I don't take what the doctors say in them positions so I don't take them in what they say in normal life especially with children in this day and age so it isn't the easy option and it is going to take a lot of sacrifice and patience and endurance but it is so worth it and it's better to do it in fellowship rather than on your own because you'll probably end up throwing the towel in honestly because it could be so confusing too you're just thinking like what is the biblical way and if you have other people who are trying to do it the biblical way too be like oh well this scripture says this or this says this or I didn't think about it like that and you can just bounce ideas off of each other and like get to know the truth Um, and what do you think about the 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 premise of like what what you've just been touching on there um it, it for me that that sounds like the description of walking out your faith so the hope and expectations of things yet you know things unseen how how does motherhood and being a, a a a woman um what's what how does sanctification come into that because i've spoken before about sanctification as an individual sanctification in groups is there like a different flavor to this like as as a woman as a mother like is there is there have there been experiences of your walk with yar and the building you for your faith that you've seen uh through trying to do this from a biblical uh point of view yeah, I mean, every day, like Kat says, it's a new trial and you're constantly getting sanctified in your faith. Um, there's a new trial in the house. There's a new dynamic in the house. You know, when a child comes in, it's a complete new dynamic. You can know, like one thing that like struck me was like, wow, this child actually needs me 24 hours a day, you know, especially if they're not well or when they're tiny. It's like a 24 hour job. And our society is self-serving. So we are born to serve ourselves the second we leave we go to school at like four or five years old it's like go and be independent it's like this independence is constantly pushed like we can't it's like almost unnatural to be dependent on our mothers and it's like a child maybe even when they're 12 or 13 they get bullied if they're a mummy's boy and it's like hold on a minute like that is not natural if you're feeling like you need some parental guidance it's not natural to go and fend for yourself at that age and children are designed to learn from from each other you know Yeshua calls us sheep we have a herd mindset we're called to like learn from each other and if we're constantly learning from the people around us the pagans people that do Christmas Easter you don't know they could be going off and doing witchcraft in their in their spare time they might be taking drugs on the weekend that's divination it's like sorcery it's like 
you know, you can't be letting these people be around your children. And if you're constantly um, called to be independent, you're, you know, I remember my teachers from school and they've probably affected me. Like you're with them more than you're with your parents. Mm. And it's like that has some heavy, heavy, must have some impact. I remember them, the good, the bad, the ugly. They've affected me whether I know it or not. So it's about, you know, just looking at all them things and being like, wow, you know, you look at the end goal and you think like, I'm doing it right, hopefully trying to the best of my ability. I know the world out there is getting darker. So surely if you've got like light versus darkness and your child is surrounded by light, it's got to pay off somehow. So it's about looking to the end goal. You say women are planners and it's like, you just, you nurture them and protect them for as long as you can and pour light into them. And if they go off and do their own thing, so be it. But those seeds that you've sown in their life at this age is like, is so invaluable. And we just keep our eyes fixed on that promise that what we're doing is a sacrifice of ourselves for their future, you know? Love that. Uh, The the self-sacrifice being like how you're sanctified, like how it's, that's your, that's your ministry. You know, you, you sacrifice yourself for your child and um, I think we're missing that a lot in society. You know, we we want to go into our career. Oh, well, I can't wait to get back to work because I feel confident and um, it makes me feel good and I earn money and I can spend my own money and all this and mm-hmm. um, I'll just give up my child. And so you're like putting yourself above your child where you should be sacrificing what you want and yourself for your kid. And we saw that loads in like in the whole covid situation like how often did you see a parent put a mask on their kid because they were just like oh well i I can't stand up to this yeah i'm just i'm gonna put my pride over my kid you know yeah a a misplaced sense of um unselfishness Mm -hmm. what you've touched on there for me is the antithesis of the gospel message so feminism by its definition is I get what I want and then you guys can have what's left over if you get it. Mm. There's no sacrifice. It's it's like you said it's self-centered and I I'm sure there there are there, there are male versions of that but it, for the, for the sake of this uh show um it's it's this uh yeah I can have the career, I can have the money, I can have the sex, I can have the home. I don't need the man because it's for me and it, if if you're good with that then that's up to you. No sacrifice. Mm-hmm. No, if if a man or a woman isn't laying their life down like Christ did for the church, mm-hmm. you are unfulfilled. So for me, from a spiritual perspective, by its very definition, it's uh, it's an antichrist spirit. It's it's anti gospel and it's completely unbiblical. So um, yeah. it's 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 really important that we uh, emphasize what what the definition is in terms of. Um, the context of sacrifice, and I think it's uh, it's great that you you mentioned that there. Um, Bex, you look like you're on the verge of a, of a scriptural reference there. What, what are you saying? Yeah, so obviously, like when you're preparing, you've got all the notes, and there's some just scriptures that just stand out to you. And like I keep saying, it they're just a feminist nightmare. <laughs> and if they get their hands on these scriptures, they'll plaster them on billboards with like anti-bible because you read them and you're like if it challenges us imagine how it's going to challenge people in the world or challenge young people so here's one for you Um, where are we uh titus 2 then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure to be busy at home to be kind 
to be subject to their husbands and no one will blaspheme. So no one can blaspheme or malign the word of God. So for me, it doesn't say anywhere about, oh, tell the women to go out and work and do what they want all day, every day and go and feel self-fulfilled. It says be busy at home and keepers of the home. And it is, that's their job and that's their role. And it's like, it, it couldn't be clearer. It's right there in the word. And people will argue, well, you know, Proverbs 31, they can buy the field, they can sell the field, they can, and it's not saying that, you know, you can't bring an income into your house. However, if that income takes priority over your children and your husband, that is when it is blaspheming the word of God. Mm -hmm. So it just, just weigh it up in scripture, you know, personally, I've got things, I've got businesses, I've got things that I focus on to bless the kingdom, bless my husband, because, you know, we are living in such a strange and horrible time. Inflation's on the rise, but everything is an act of faith. And I even notice if the balance is out in the way I align my day, if like I get up and think, well, I need to spend, I need to do all this on, on my business. And it's like, well, no, you need to put the effort into your children first. And that comes second because like the man has to go out to work and provide and make sure his household is fed. Like the woman has to make sure that the children are nurtured. And, you know, it's just so opposite to that in society you know cat can obviously touch about it in america it's truly shocking the maternity leave that they get you know it's like four weeks if that like I four think weeks Mater maternity mm -hmm. yeah. wow i've heard that for, for mom, paternity but that's that's crazy yeah yeah i think my mom when she had me i think i was her longest maternity leave and it was six weeks wow and that's mad when you when you put it in the context of like um the most precious commodity that we have is time right like time that's that's the real currency of life so um a, a, a parent's responsibility is uh both ma man and woman is to optimize the time for, for for their children and and um for the home um so to have that again like taken away at such a crucial point is is just mad um you, you touched there on um, Proverbs thirty one, and um, I think there can be that assumption that because you're 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 a Christian and you believe what the Bible says, that men think that women's place is in the home. And if you look at Proverbs thirty one, she's active, like <laughs> she's out there. She she's she's grafting. Works with her hands. A woman's place. Uh, uh, there was a quote that went along the lines of a woman's place is not in the home, but it's it's it's. It's a priority and it's a, it's a crown and glory. Yeah. Like a, a functioning home is like, um, it's, it's so vital. But mm. it, from a biblical perspective, that doesn't mean like you're chained to the chain to it and that's where you stay. Yeah. In that like biblical functioning of, of uh, running a home and, and, and uh, taking care of the children, how do you see the optimizing of being a helper for your husband? What does that look like? Like, how do you encourage your husbands, and 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 what does that mean when you're str when you're strong in your role? How does that impact your man? And like, what does what does that look like? What does good look like? If that makes sense. Well, it's about taking. Um, you think of it on a day to day basis, and to provide for a full household, you know, you have to be as a man out pretty much all day. So that is all day away from your children and to support a man it's to look after them children make sure them children are getting fed make sure that you know the house is in order and there's food on the table and that doesn't mean that you're going to have to cook every single day 360 
Daisy in your man can never cook for you but it's about you know getting the home because them children need to eat like I said before you know that was one of the big things that I was shocked it's like there's no skipping meals with a child there's no fasting with a child like (laughs) them children need fed whether you like it or not whether you've got no money or not like that is just a, a part of life and so it's about, you know, supporting them in, in that way and also supporting them if they kind of ask you to do things, you know, listen to them and listen in the sense that they have the best intentions at heart of, of this family. And yeah, just blessed are the peacemakers is, is another good thing as well. It, it constantly, I mean, every time me and Joe are having, having a Barney or whatever and then you read the scripture it says better to live in a roof I'm like oh no it's that scripture <laughs> when it says better to uh, live in the corner yeah. of a, a roof than to live with a contentious woman and it is hard because like we we read it is a constant battle and you're constantly going to have to check yourself and just be like well is it really bringing worth bringing this up now if they've had a stressful day it's about picking your battles as well and picking your moments and saying mm-hmm. You know, they don't really need this right now. And praying for your husband as well is a massive, massive, massive thing that we miss because you're probably so annoyed at them that you forget to pray for them. But that is when the true battles get get won really praying for them behind the scenes because they've got a hard job as well we've you know it's it's both hard jobs it's a hard life it's not easy you know especially when it says narrow is the path and broad is the way to destruction so we could have it easy we could bring in all the ways of Babylon to make our life more convenient but we don't want to do that do we we want to live the narrow path and that is essentially it's going to be a little bit harder and it's about giving each other grace as well definitely definitely giving each other grace um one thing i really value is um andy's time with millie so he's out at work all day long and barely gets any time to see her so when he comes home i want him to play with her and it it gives me a break because i can finish dinner and not have to like worry about having a baby but also at the same time it's like that's such a special time mm. that he gets to have with her and so i've i've really try and make it so that everything is ready at home so he doesn't have to do anything at all he can just play with the baby just have fun wow. just come home play with the baby i'll finish dinner get out of my hair <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> and, and yeah yeah so that's just one little example of like how you can um I guess respect your husband and yeah yeah well the video that I was watching today where the guy was like taking the mick out of that and it did make me laugh because he's like you know my dad had it easy just got in from work sat on the sofa didn't have to worry about anything and it's like well and he's like I've got to deal with tantrums I've got to do this I've got to do that but it's like we can support them in the way we maybe feed the child in the day if we're shoving sugar down the child's oh. neck oh, yeah. if we're Game shoving over. them in front of the telly if we're not giving yeah. them attention if we're not running their energy off if we've not you know left things slip in the house and the man comes back to like an ultimate chaos you know sometimes that does happen because we're human and there's times when maybe you haven't slept in the night you're just like mm. I can't even look at the sink right now so you know there's grace for for it but you know it's about making like Kat says their job a little bit easier so that they can just you know spend time with the children rather than come and have to like firefight yeah you know okay on on the flip side then um how how does a man encourage and build his wife to be um 
you know, a, a strong biblical woman. Like, it, obviously, it's a two-way street, and you, you, you say about grace going both ways, and you touched on some uh, really good practical ways of um, supporting the husband. How does it work the other way around, do you think? Yeah. Um, actually, this reminds me of Proverbs 31. Um, in here it says, um, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. He mm. praises her. And I think that is so important. Yeah. You see your wife or your husband do something that you like, you praise him. Yeah. You know, people like to get the gold star. It makes them want to do it again. Yeah. Oh, honey, I thank you so much for this meal. It's been amazing, best ever. You're such a good cook. All right, well, what can I make tomorrow? Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's nice yeah. to be praised. And I think that's something that women need to do a lot with their husbands and build them up because... They need building up. Their their shoes are big, and it's a hard job to be a man. It really is, and you need encouragement. You need love, and you need praise, and to praise each other, give out the wife points, pass out the husband points. You know, yeah. that's that's that's, that's amazing because so you um, I think the the saying is that a man uh, needs respect and a woman needs love, um, and I, I think what that comes down to essentially is like communication. So from what you're saying, that sounds a bit like love languages. Do you know what I mean? Words of affirmation. Mm. Um, it could be uh, physically doing tasks like people um, receive and operate in love in different ways. So um, we, would you say it's fair to say that it's, it's good to have that, um, to identify what makes each other tick and to be aware of like how you are oh, to do that. Do you know definitely, what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's like, that's getting to know your partner. You know, you get to know the things that make them tick. Like, I shouldn't use the microwave. So, <laughs> <laughs> got plenty more where that one comes from. So, but you you've had that argument before. You've it's it's been a, a big mess in your house, and you're just like, oh, this and this and this, and you don't want to go there again. Like, mm. no one wants to have the same argument over again. So sometimes you just gotta be like, okay, not even worth it. Like, it's just better to have a happy home. Yeah. All right, so for the men, listen up. <laughs> listen up and, and tell them what's what's good. Like, don't just, like, like acknowledge what's happening, the, the, the work that's taking place. Like, yeah. uh, verbalize and um, appreciate, show appreciation. Gratefulness. Yeah. Gratitude. It comes back Gratitude. to gratefulness because, you know, I've seen this, uh, this quote again, you know, they're, they're all just... You can tell what comes up on my Facebook feed, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was saying, like, um, it's just a quote about this guy and the woman made him tea one day. 99 out of 10, it was beautiful, but one day it was, like, a bit burnt. But he chose to, like, not speak about how it was bad that one day just because of all the trials that the woman goes through and the effort. And it's, like, be grateful for, you know, and, and it's called positive reinforcement is like the psychological term if we're going to start throwing around a few uh, mm -hmm. keywords. But yeah, positive reinforcement goes a very, very long way, especially with women because we like to have a little pat on the back and think, oh, yeah, yeah, I did I did work really hard at that, that curry, you know. Yeah. And we are always fishing yeah. for a few compliments. So that, that's definitely a, a good one. And obviously it's biblical as well. You know, we've got to keep it biblical all the time. So yeah, it's about picking your battles both sides and saying, Well, if they're having a tough day, just give them a bit of grace. But also you can keep them in line as well. You don't have to like pussyfoot around them and go, Oh, 
oh, I can never speak about things that maybe could be improved. You can do it in a loving way and you can say, oh, no, you know, this, but maybe this and pray. But it all goes back to has to be through the spirit and, and prayer, really. And pray for your wife, pray for the woman in your life because they need your prayer because as we've addressed the spiritual battles that we go through on a daily basis are um can be intense sometimes and if we don't have people praying for us then you know we can be in the dark sometimes so mm. yeah that's, that's, that's interesting um okay so we we touched on um proverbs 31 woman and um i think we're getting into the logistics of what what good looks like this um i just want to this just came to my mind like let's have a little comparison between us what does a, a biblical woman a strong biblical uh woman look like compared to a uh a feminist modern day go-getting career girl no i'm not denigrating career girls but like that archetypal modern day woman versus like what are the differences what do you what do you think what what does that look like well i've got quite a deep one really that is actually quite sad and um it was one of the last thing i researched for the podcast because i was thinking surely there's something that i've missed here lord surely what is it and i opened up on samuel and it's all about how hannah was praying that she was barren and like it was like the worst thing in her life that she was barren and it was like wow we look at all the other people that were bowing Baron Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and it was like the worst thing that could ever happen to a woman. And if you look at the feminist agenda now, it's glorified to not have children and to have a desire not to have children. And if I look at my friends and if one of them was barren, I feel like it wouldn't, they wouldn't pray about it. They would just accept it. You know, you've probably got someone in your life that's been told like, oh, you may have these fertility issues and they've just accepted it they haven't gone no i'm taking this to the cross i'm praying i'm rebuking that which is what the biblical thing is to do it's not like a death sentence it's just like you know it may not be your time but it's almost glorified and a scripture that um i was led to then was uh luke 23 29 and bearing in mind this is when yeshua was on the cross it was one of his last words and it is just so powerful something that i'd never ever seen before and we really are living in them times it is daughters of jerusalem do not weep for me but weep for yourselves and for your children for indeed the days are coming in which they will say blessed are the barren rooms that have never bore and breasts which have never nursed so you know we can say that we're living in them times we're also we're almost saying like oh you're blessed you know you're not having children you've not got the burden of children you can go and do what you want you can be a good auntie and it's like all these schisms and agendas they're just like and Yeshua is like weeping for that time and saying wow that is so sad and that's how we know we're nearly at the end and then he goes on to say um forgive them for they do not know what they do and for me that was just like so heartfelt and so sad to think like a lot of women are going through that now and you shoot it was on you shoot heart and that is a massive difference to a biblical woman and a feminist because if a feminist maybe got told that she couldn't have children I think she would just accept it and maybe glorify it and get on with her life and maybe go and do something that she wants to do so it's on Yeshua's heart and it's a big one for him and he he he, he found it sad you know and he, he granted it for them to forgive them so you forgive someone for sin don't you so 
you know question that in your friend's life in your life in 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 whatever you're thinking for your future and, and really pray about your decisions and how you feel about children because Yeshua is is quite clear how he feels about women having children you know yeah, that's um that's a deep one I, I think even uh, believers and, and unbelievers alike will again a generational fallout that we'll see is 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 you know 40 something you know women 40, 40 year old women who've, who've who've done the career uh they've chased the world they've done all the things that the the playbooks instructed them to do and then they're back, like you say that they, they've got no fruit that there's no there's there's no child there and and the fallout from that is just is um yeah it's heartbreaking it's um sad so sad. It's real sad, um, and it, it, the thing is, because of the way God's created us, it's like it's intrinsic to all. You know, this isn't just like every woman feels that. You know, I'm, I'm generalizing, but ninety nine point nine percent of women have that inbuilt desire and drive to 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 bear a child and to raise it and um, to to love it essentially. So. To see that um, playing out in, in in modern times is um, is uh, yeah really disheartening, and I think again analysing the feminist agenda and looking at the historical context. So if we've got you know your pioneers like your Margaret Sangers, who were you know head of Planned Parenthood in the I think I want to say that the fifth no, is before the fifties. It's around the nineteen fifties. Planned Parenthood under the guise of birth control, you know murdering babies they target in black neighborhoods um in terms of where they position the planned parenthoods under the guise of um uh yeah uh looking after those that have been raped those that have uh, suffered uh, health issues for w- through childbirth it's always done under the guise of like doing something good but ultimately the the, the enemy's behind it and he's and he's it's just it's just a wicked wicked plan. So it's really important that we're aware of um, aware of these tricks and and not to be. Um, I think the heart of this is not to be influenced by culture and society by these tropes. Like we've got to be really vigilant that we don't take our our cues, like you say, from from the teachers, from the government, um, from what we see on the TV, because it's it's at best it's nonsense and at worst it's 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 satanic and it's evil. Um, so, you know, I've heard of, um, uh, or, okay, so if we take it from a biblical perspective, what's the point of a man and woman being together? It's to bear, bear children. Godly offspring. That's the says. ministry. That's godly offspring. That's the point. If you're not doing that, I've, I've not, I've heard of couples who will deliberately not ha- like try not to conceive for a first, for a period so that they can have that. And it's like, no, mm. that's not the point. Um, so I think it's really important we underline that we're not taking our cues from um, from in any institution. Uh, the only institution that is is the Word of God that, that we we take our cues from. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. really important. It was so. the first commandment: go forth and multiply. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's what he wants. He wants more fruitful, more um, babies in his kingdom. He, wants, he loves us. He wants more of us. But this this is it that is 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 taking the commandments and really going against them. It's like mm-hmm. honor your mother and father. Well, how can you be a mother or father because you don't know you're a man or a woman? Yeah. Because I identify as a tree or yeah. a tiger. <laughs> like uh, genuinely, how can we how can we have mm. these simple biblical precepts if if these generations are being taught that um, you can be whatever you want? Like yeah. and yeah. and and. Uh, 
have your cake and eat it. And what we're seeing is a fallout through mental health, drugs, big pharma taking advantage. And, and I, I just, it just sickens me to see that um, it's children and the vulnerable who are, who are at the end of it. So, um, yeah. It's yeah. a breakdown of the family. That just, it affects you so much. And that's why it's so important to have that structure, especially in your home and why we're so, um, why we value the structure in our home. Because you're, when your kid comes home, they need to be loved and they need to be supported. And it's so important to have a safe place to just rest. You know, it's like we need that. We need a safe place to rest. And with these broken homes and stuff and it's it's hard to come home to a, a dysfunctional house you don't feel safe you don't feel like at peace and you just you grow up not having that peace and it affects your adult life you you have mental health issues and then you bring that experience into whatever relationship you have and then it's like a negative cycle it happens all over again yeah. you know this broken home just creates mental health issues, mm. you know, because we need to be, we're delicate creatures, you yeah. know. We need a safe place. We need a loving home. We need our, our parents to love us properly. And that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of commitment, you know, like these babies, 24 hours a day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just the husbands <laughs> and the children. Um, all right, so what is the... Um, What's the best defense against this? So we've spoken about the agendas um, and what's being played out in the media and in, 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 in institutions. What role do we play and what's the best way to defend ourselves? Is, is it like, right, we, we go and hide in a cave for the next 20 years? Like, wh- how, how are we dealing with this, Trekham? Just has one. to be the word, honestly. And it has to be the word. Honestly, reading some scriptures that I've never seen before, like the word is alive and it will talk to you to every generation. It says that it will speak to all generations and the world word will never fail and it world would not the word will not go forth void and in vain. So it's about a line and what we're learning in, so the enemy can't make anything new he can only copy so the enemy loves to get god's word and twist it on its head so we need to twist it back on its head the right way and go okay well this is what the bible says about marriage this is what the bible says about raising a child and this is what the bible says about being submissive this is what the bible and you know it's it's just about reading the word and praying about it because if you're not doing that and you're not in fellowship then you're going to be left to your own devices. And it's quite clear that even married couples, men and women in the faith, they can have their struggles too. And it's about being open with one another and having people pray for you. Because if me and Joe didn't have this fellowship, like I don't even want to know where we'd be, you know, it's about, and a, a point that I've put down here is, you know, this isn't just an onslaught of like, go and get married and do this. But because if there is scriptures that say, you know, if you don't want to marry, that's okay however you are to remain celibate so it's it's a case like if you want to be married you know you're married to Christ if you don't want to be married then you're married to Christ and the same still applies you still have to serve him you still have to submit to him and there's instructions are you know are you feeding the widow the orphan the stranger are you visiting the poor the sick the needy have you got a role in the fellowship are you serving are you helping the new mums even just something so simple as checking in on people are you going to see people that maybe have mobility issues you know 
Are you paying your tithe? Are you supporting a ministry? And these are all practicing of self-sacrifice that are going to help you when you become a mum. Or if you don't become a mum and you don't marry, they're just going to help you be blessed and be a less of a you person because our society is hell-bent on making us want to just serve ourselves 24 hours a day. But that's not what the word says. It says be a daily living sacrifice just like Yeshua was for us. So it's about asking yourself, like, well, what am I doing for my local community? What am I doing for my local fellowship? You know, so it's not just a case of like everyone must get married, and if you don't get married, then you're a feminist. Because I know there's (laughs) there's members in the fellowship that want to remain unmarried, and that's fine. But you have a role then to serve your husband, which is Yeshua, um, and serve his flock. You know, I think that's an incredible that's an incredible point, Um, and uh, I I love the. it's symbiotic of one another whether you're single or married because like you said it comes back to the word and following the instruction uh so it's that that's like praise you for that it always comes back to the word so it's um yeah really important like we say because you you, we touched on um being a mother being a wife um but um yeah there are many of those for for different circumstances and reasons who aren't uh, on that path so um yeah, that's 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 massive, Bex. That's absolutely huge. Um, and again, I presume the same um, uh, the same premise applies in that you're going to need your sisters, you're going to need a community, you're going to need your elders in order to neg- navigate <coughs> um, what it means to be a strong woman. Yeah. Full stop. Like irrespective of what your role is. Um, yeah, I love that. Definitely. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, again. We can just riff on this. Um, that uh the the feminist idea that everything has to be uh equal now uh galatians 328 there is neither jew nor greek slave nor free male nor female for you are all one in christ jesus so have that feminists because it says <laughs> there in the word that we're all on rule on uh on an even even keel and um, I've recently been reading about um, the, the martyrs of the faith uh, throughout history. And if you want an equalizer, read about the martyrdom of, of, of the saints. Because yep. there's children, there's women, there's men, there's young. It's, it's everybody is, is suffering and sacrificing and laying themselves down for Christ. So um, if there are any uh, secular women or, or, or men even... Uh, who do happen to watch this like don't don't get it twisted it there, there is serious equalizers mm-hmm. and uh wow. um yeah it's it's well worth looking into because um the similarities there there are so many more similarities between men and women than there are differences whether it's uh, in terms of um the, the spiritual principles even um uh, our genetic coding and our makeup there is it's not there's not much difference but those differences are God ordained, God designed, so that we can uh, to to play to our strengths. How important do you think it is to to play to our strengths in terms of our roles? Because the world wants everybody doing what the world wants, and to be fair and to be equal, and that's disingenuous. That that's not how God has created people or the world. H- how important do you think it is to like identify your strengths and 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 zone in on them? Um, I think it's it's really important to do what you're good at, you know? Like, if if I'm better at 
laundry, which is so not true. But <laughs> if I'm better at laundry or something, then I'll I'll take care of that. Or if yeah. Andy's better at like organizing our days out and planning things in the planner, then he'll take care of that. You know, and like you you do have your your jobs that you're good at and mm. you should do those. You know, it makes you feel good to feel competent. Mm. And we shouldn't do things I mean you should challenge yourself, obviously, in many ways, but we shouldn't do things that we're not good at when our partner is better at them. You know, just you handle that. I'll handle this. We'll get it done. And we're working as a team. You know, this whole equality thing, like I do not feel like I am not equal with my husband. I am definitely equal with my husband. My job looks completely different. It's very hard. His job looks completely different. It's very hard, mm. you know, and we work together. We, I cross things off the list that, are, that I'm competent and capable of doing and feel like I'm good at, and then he does the same. And it just, it works together, you know, like that's the equality that the feminist should be looking for. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you do this structure, this marriage in this family order, this godly order properly, it it's great, you know, it's it feels good. You know, your house is peaceful, everyone's doing what they're good at, everyone's has a role, and it just flows, it works. You know, it's God literally told us how to do it, and if you do it, it's good. Yeah. You know? It's a blessing, isn't it? It's not something that's gonna weigh you down or be a chore or be like unnatural to do. It's something that you will find will bring peace to your home so you know it might be a battle to to do it initially but you'll find that once you do it god's way it's like anything it's like putting your seat seats on paying your tithe attending sabbath your flesh might be like oh a bit tired today or a bit skin you know but the second you've done it it's like a weight is lifted you feel peaceful you feel full of shalom and you ultimately get blessed so it's the same in 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 the household but yeah about the equality thing um we are we are all as equally important to god and the biggest lie of the enemy is that oh feminists are trying to be more important to uh, the men because they've been less important but it's like god didn't design us that way and you know that there is such thing as you know misogyny and men mistreating women which has led to then man hating and women growing up maybe they've been abused or domestic abuse and violence then they have like a complex towards men and they just absolutely can't stand men can't trust men so then that eats into that ideology as well and it's like like we said at the start it's just a perfect storm that has been building up through society and it's coming to a head now but praise you that people like us in this room people listening online women in the Torah walk in the biblical walk are feeling convicted to do it the right way and you know don't be so hard on yourself if you do find it a bit of a struggle because we have got things to unlearn and there is areas for improvement but that's okay it's sanctification and your husband will understand that because he will be learning too he will be like it might not come natural to him to like have to provide a lot of the finances like that might be a chore for him to do as well sometimes and he might find that hard and he will have to press into Christ and pray you know if Joe's not getting any like painting work for a couple of days or a couple of weeks we just pray about it and then he gets a job and it's like he they've got that stress as well and they can struggle with that with with the things that they have to provide so you know most of the time 
there'll be struggles from both sides but it's about pressing into the lord and endure until the end and don't let in these things knock you off your faith and knock you off the walk because that is what the enemy is out to do he's out to um just completely take you from where you are and just turn it on its head really so yeah amen to that yep and if you build your house on the rock it won't fall in the storm hallelujah um yeshua is the rock and it's uh it's that heart of servitude i think it comes down to servitude doesn't it which uh, again the secular folk aren't uh, this doesn't mean to say that people in the world don't serve and, and immune from like being good or whatever that's not <laughs> what we're saying but in terms of sanctifying ourselves uh with christ and conforming to it to his image it's uh, it's about servitude isn't it so it's taking pleasure and having that that purity of heart to oh, no i'm serving my husband i'm serving my wife and it's a joy mm. and then it becomes a reciprocal process where you're just serving each other and both buzzing off the fact that like oh wow like you've done this for me and like oh i'm going to really make sure i go out of my way for you and and you know it grows and it's a, it's it's a beautiful thing um i'm just going to touch on um equity and equality because i think it's quite important the differences between equity and 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 uh equality equity is a word is in the bible so much more than equality the word equality is in the scriptures maybe like twice in the whole book but equity comes out a lot more and i, I believe that uh yah is a, is a god of equity uh, as opposed to equality um, if we just get into a, a definition um, because I'm not smart enough to remember this um, <laughs> the term equity refers to fairness and justice and is distinguished from equality whereas equality means providing the same to all equity means recognizing that we do not all start from the same place and must acknowledge and make adjustments to imbalance that's like that sounds so much more biblical to me where the way that Yah has ordained and created all things to be different but yet in his genius it all conforms to to his perfect balance because we serve a god of balance right so that balance may not necessarily come in the form of everything being equal and i think that's where we're seeing in the world this topsy-turvy like disturbing of the equilibrium um whether it's through sports whether it's media business politics where they're striving for this uh, reaction to, um, you know, a patriarchy that may well have been um, corrupted uh, in modern times. And that, that's not disputing that. But we're now seeing this, like, wobbly time where everything's trying to be equal. And it's like, no, let's just play to our strengths. You're a man. You're a woman. You're a boy. You're a girl. You're good at this. You're good at this. Yeah. Let's be honest and and, 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 uh, uh, and, and crack on. Um participation trophy everyone gets a trophy it's <laughs> yeah. like but that guy was like playing the game the whole time and you sat on the bench but you get the same thing like it's true now it's almost justice. glorified to not do well and have strengths um i was just visiting some family recently and they're obviously in school i think she's doing a gcse's um from her perspective someone that tried hard and had to really study and just got like mediocre uh, you know she she just got like average grades and then obviously there's the ones that get the good grades but now they're given awards for trying hard for people that get like no grades like I think they got like two GCSEs and my cousin was saying well she didn't try hard so it's like they're ticking this massive box saying oh well they tried hard so they glorified getting bad grades and it's like 
that is not oh. motivational for young people it's like where's the motivation in that and it's glorified to just not make an effort or if you've got anxiety you can just leave whenever you want there's no boundaries and you know there's just this lack of like accountability get, yeah and it is sad isn't it to see the the young generation going through all that and they're going to have to unlearn a lot more than we've had to unlearn mm. so oh yeah imagine oh, how they're gonna be that like virtuousness you know i mean we saw it all over the whole covid thing i'm i'm um what is it what do you mean like virtual signaling yeah like, yeah virtuous signaling yeah. yeah so like i'm i'm uh, I, i'm doing a really good thing but underneath i'm just being really selfish yeah uh, yeah it's, yeah it's um wow. yeah it's 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 um yeah it's awful um uh and what what we're seeing now is this because all right let, let's keep it real like from a biblical perspective we need those drives to compete like as a as a as a man um i'm driven to provide and protect right that's my function that's that's my role uh, whether it's for myself whether it's for those around me that's what i'm driven to do to 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 look after my temple um to work and to um particularly if you're looking for a partner as well like Let's just keep it real. Like you, 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 you want to be on a level because you're looking for for a mate uh, that's suited. Um, and of course, we're we're all waiting for the LEASR to do the business. But that's <laughs> that's the essence. And as a as a woman, you you you're gonna be. Do you know what I mean? You're looking for that partner. You're looking for. Uh, how can I be the best of myself in order to attract a mate? Do you know what yeah. I mean? The peacock. No, we're, we're, it's the same thing it's in nature it's in us yeah, yeah. but if you then start um taking away these principles of competition and oh no you don't have to try and you don't have to really because we're still going to validate you not making any effort mm. not only are you going to develop a complex uh and you're going to get a, a skewed view of the world you're probably going to end up really lonely sad and disappointed because you're not fulfilling how, <laughs> how you've mm. been created to be. So, again, it's a really dangerous thing that we we should not be taking any cues from uh, from from the outside world, like at yeah. all. Um, yeah, it's like promoting weakness, and like naturally, we don't want weak partners. Mm. You know, you want a strong partner. Yeah. You want someone who's going to take care of you and your children. And they want someone who's capable of taking care of children. Mm -hmm. And that both require strength. So this, like, virtue signaling of, like, oh, I'm weak, I'm vulnerable. And it's just, like, that's... You're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. You know, you're making yourself so unattractive yeah. by, like, talking weakness over yourself by like cursing yourself yeah yeah you know? speaking death especially speaking if death, yeah. survival of the fittest is something that they apparently believe in like you only evolve if you're strong and it's like well you know people aren't made to be strong now and another thing and you know the women um society and might be part of the feminist agenda is um glorified being overweight and i know that sounds like funny we could laugh about it but it is there's now and you know i understand that there was a toxic skinny barbie that we'd all grown up with but 
it's just as toxic to be plus sized and overweight like physically the strain on your heart your lungs your liver it's not healthy to be overweight so no. stop glorifying being overweight we're called to look Take after our temple, temple. Yeah. and right now there's plus size models there's this and everyone's glorifying it because of how toxic it was the other way but it's completely like god loves balanced scales he loves equal measures he loves balance and harmony so the the, the scales are just tipped one way and now they've just gone to the other and like you know that that is not okay and it's gonna really be appetizing to a lot of girls and just encourage them not to take care of themselves and encourage yeah. them oh it's, it's okay to put on to, weight yeah. especially after you have a baby and i get it like it does happen and there's hormonal things as you get older as well and i know it is hard and it's not like all be vain about oh i want to be in these size jeans because that can be toxic as well but it's about finding the middle balance and f getting your diet right and being like well if i eat this way or if i am a certain weight it's gonna be like it's gonna not help the spirit and you're gonna be sick all the time so that's not right either, you know. Oh, um, bit of a two two part in this one, but um, first element. Have you? Can you see anything in the language, the change of language, and the use of language influencing that? For example, you can't say fat. Like you're not. Mm. You, you can't say fat. You, you're thick. You're plus size. No, you're you're fat. Yeah. Um, have you seen that uh, more and? How how do you feel that social media has played a role in this uh, depiction of this femininity and masculinity? So whether it's like washboard abs, physique, like for the man, and with the woman, you've got like this 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 pouty, like Instagram face, like weird. Like how have you seen that evolve? Because that's that's come in in our lifetime, and it's been very very strange to watch. Do you think that plays a part in in um, not only in the world but as believers as well? Are, are, are we are we um, are we still affected by these things? Do you think it's hard to undo? You know, there's just another part of our condition that we have to undo, and that's what the beautiful thing about being in a fellowship is. You are constantly you don't care about what you look like it's not it doesn't go on appearance yeah we're called to make an effort and be presentable and be nice but it's not your idol anymore you've just cast that idol down it was a big idol that I had to cast down I'm from that generation my friends are exactly the same I was held captive by that it was almost bondage for me it ruled my life it's all I thought about and God just completely humbled me and just gave me the worst acne ever. But now I actually thank him for that because it just knocks you down a few levels. And it's like, thank you for that. And it's just not my life anymore. It's like it, 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 when it's all you're thinking about and you're constantly trying to like improve yourself to be better than other people. It's like it's almost slavery, you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's bondage. And I think a lot of people who, like, see those, like, models who are perfect and end up getting themselves into, like, um, eating disorders and, like, seeing it, going about it in an unhealthy way, you know, like, starving themselves all the time or whatever it may be, instead of, like, what we, I feel like, it strongly in the fellowship promote is a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Like, are you eating vitamins? Are you getting exercise? You know, are you... Like taking care of your temple because if you're on fire and your body is feeling good, you're going to be feeling good for God and you're going to want to be like going out there and energized and like 
sharing your faith and stuff but you're not gonna want to feel like that if if you're shoving like sugar and all sorts of like nasty stuff in your mouth and just like not taking care of your temple yeah, yeah. it's so important it's it's massive isn't it i think we've spoken quite a bit in the past cat about the the drive and desire in terms of looking after ourselves it's um uh, of, of course we're, we're not impervious to, to vanity and things of that nature but actually the drive and desire has to be um, how can I look after this temple because I was bought at a price I was ransomed this this body isn't actually mine I'm, I'm just I'm just loaning it like is my drive and desire to be healthy and to look after myself so that I can serve those around me like, can I be as strong as I can be as a man so that I can protect and, and provide for, for those around me? And likewise for a woman, am I looking after myself so that I'm I'm in a good spot? I, I'm, I'm active and I'm fit and I'm healthy for my children and, and yeah. for my husband. It isn't about uh, how, how photogenic I am. Uh, Gym uh, selfies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but don't get... So Talk about a red flag. <laughs> but... We, we, we're acknowledging there's a balance there, though, because we want to yeah. feel good, it's we want to look good and, and look good for, for our partners and whatnot. There's nothing nothing wrong with that, is there? Yeah. No, you serve nothing. your family the best when you're feeling the best, you mm. know? Like, Andy is so on fire when he's going to the gym and eating right and stuff. He is so helpful in the house, you know, and, like, so positive, he, like, water off a duck's back when th- stressful things happen. Mm. And it's just, it's so good to have, like, such a strong person to be able to, like, keep you afloat as well, you know. And you can get only get that when you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and that does um, require self-accountability. And is that, that's, that's, um, that's uh, fruit of the spirit, that's self-control, surely. Mm. Like, it, I, I, lo- I think self-control is a fruit, has so much foundation for the rest, but... Um, I think when both sides are exercising that self-control, mm. whether it be physically, uh, emotionally, it then becomes like a platform in which you can flourish individually and, and then like in a marriage or, or friendship or, or in a fellowship. Like that, that's, that's massive. Oh, definitely. So praise God for self-control, is isn't it? Well, we're called to be yeah. disciples of the word and called to be disciples. And that requires discipline because like we've mm. discussed this whole podcast, the world is out to pull us away and plant ideologies in our mind that are so different to God. And it's the same with our physical health. The world is it's just easy to go to McDonald's. It's easy and convenient to eat crap, microwave meals. It's easy not to anymore. pick up. <laughs> well, yeah, not anymore for yeah. me. Side note, the microwave did come back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So now I've the temptations there that I've got I just fight <laughs> self-control self-control <laughs> and discipline because it is funny because it is handy to use sometimes for like adults or warming up drinks or something so I was thinking oh no it was raining as well and I'm thinking mm, <laughs> that needs to come back in otherwise it's just gonna break and it'll just be a waste shout so, out yeah. chef Mike oh so <laughs> the return yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, it does does take that it requ- self-control this job requires so much self-discipline and self-control and like, you you can't properly be a mom without having that self control. Yeah, which again is completely antithetical to um, not only the world but in specific uh, feminism because it is that, like we said, it's it's have what you want when you want it, mm. 
in this in this modern time of like two clicks from having you know amazon food like it's it's so hard to to fight against those temptations but unfortunately they are propagating these these narratives that have been um like these are like you said these have been um formed for 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 decades and hundreds of years that and we're seeing like this weird flourish flourishing in this time um I'm going to touch on. Um, I want to touch on responsibility because I think quite often when we get into these, it's easy to point the finger and and, and go look at those horrible uh, feminists over there. Where do you see our responsibility in terms of um, uh, keeping it biblical, being strong women uh, in the faith, and uh, coinciding with that? Can you see an increase in this feminism? Like, what do you think the results of that are going to be moving? forward do you think it's going to increase uh how do you feel about it moving forward yeah i feel like it's not really going to get better unless you are 100 percent in the word because like we said before if we who are on this path and trying to be disciplined with our walk are being affected by it imagine what you'd be like if you didn't have the helmet of salvation you know mm. if you on we see it in churches you know i've been to churches where they do women's nights saying that it's okay to go out on your rollers and a night out and feel fabulous whilst they're playing beyonce and that french song that speaks about sex which you know i'm not even going to say it and it's like this is what is creeping into the churches you know we were at a toddler group today which was like hilarious it's his first time we'd been there and on the wall it was a methodist church it had um votes for women and this whole big um mural display thing yeah on women's rights and they're doing um workshops for children so i feel like this topic is more controversial than i think that you know we kind of live in a bubble in Mm. a sense like it's out there it's out there in the workplace if I was employed right now and my manager seen me saying some things like this, like I could probably get sacked 100%. for this. Like, you know, Definitely. so I think it's going to get a lot worse. And it's part of the times that we're in. Yeshua clearly said, forgive them. They don't know what they do. So as long as we have that um, mindset of forgiveness and grace mm. and loving them because we were once there and we were once where the people are, we were once uncovered we were once naked and ashamed without husband without guidance without Yeshua um and it's about recognizing where we were and and praying for the people out there and just doing what we can when we can really I um I think having a lot of grace when we say these things or we're just like this needs to be this way or this needs to be this way it's hard because like you go out into the world and there's so many different situations I mean you take um our lovely couple, Christine and Martin, who've been married for 30 years, like Martin was sick for like nine years and Christine had to work and provide for the family. Mm. And her heart was to serve her family. Mm. And like that is a godly thing to do. So you can look at the situation, you can be like, oh, well, she was working. Like that's not what she was supposed to do. But she was supporting her family and she was serving her family and playing yeah. that role yeah. and it's all about where your heart is yeah. like is your heart to provide for your family and give everything to your family because that's what we're supposed to do yeah i think that's a massive point um a- again that perception of um right we stay in our lanes these roles are completely definitive and there's no fluidity in or, or exchange in terms of what 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 uh 
how we fulfill uh, the requirements and we we did we spoke about um you know the, the importance of strength and being strong and 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 healthy but like you say when when affliction does uh, uh if if and when it does occur in either partner um or even on your own um how uh, how do you respond to that so it's being flexible and adaptable and and Again, it's it's possibly a perception from the outside looking into to, to Christianity that it's just this uh, draconian uh, method of of um, existence, and it's like no, it's actually again it comes down to to sacrifice and um, uh, serving, uh, come what may. So um, yeah, that's that's I think that's a, a massive point to make that you made there Kat, about um, it's not just. Um, it's not black and white. It's not black and white. There's, there's, the, it's a very nuanced, um, uh, nuanced uh, situation. And again, um, for the sake, uh, you know, people who do watch this, I'm sure they understand that there's only so much we can cover. There's only so much we can we can dive into. So we try and generalize as best as possible. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's important that case by case, isn't yeah. it? Any time we give scriptural advice or um, things that. It's not like God gives you exactly what, like the daily routine of what a woman <laughs> should do or a daily routine of what a man should do. It's like we have free will and it's a case by case because everyone's going through different circumstances. We're living in very different times that we lived in biblically. However, we should never use that as an excuse not to try because I've seen that said before. Well, we're living in different times. You know, it's different prices. It's different that. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If I had that attitude, I wouldn't even attempt to homeschool my children because we lived in a different time. But no, I'm, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm trying it because the Bible says, teach your children in the way they should go, that they should not depart from it. It's, it quite clearly says in Deuteronomy, teach your children the words so they, they speak about them when they're out in the day, when they're walking by the way. And it, it's a commandment to, to speak the word to your children. And how can you speak the word to your child when they're getting full of nonsense and they're sharing a toilet with the opposite sex and they're getting told that two men can sleep together and they're getting told that you can self-soothe through masturbation when you're like seven years old? Like, mm. how can I then come back and give these such radical wholesome views to my child that's getting fed that nonsense like it's it's virtually impossible so it's about walking in faith and yes it, it's not the easy option and yes there is grace and a case-by-case study and the, the there's the you know there's there's areas to to be flexible but never use that as an excuse not to try and do it the right way you know amen yeah um and let's not be mistaken um, I mentioned at the start, in my view, it's just my opinion that we are in a third wave of feminism where we are dealing with, um, you know, transgender issues. Um, we are dealing with um, uh, paedophilia issues. And I believe that these have been piggybacked uh, over the, the course of the last 50 years. And again, we're seeing a culmination of that. So... Um, uh, again, not not a warning, but I, I think it's just to to sound out that we can't be naive to think that this is going anywhere. If anything, it, it probably um, no, it will get worse, and it will be propagated. And we've got to be very strong to stand on the truth, to stand on the word, not to compromise, and to um, to remain obedient as best as we can, and to uh, to to stand on to stand on the truth because um, many in the past did and. Um, you know, fell by the sword for it. So I think we we, we, we we pick up the sword and we do the same. And like you said, Bex, uh, really well put in terms of it comes back to the word. 
always comes back to the word standing on his promises standing on uh, the truth and and the truth will, will set us free so um yeah um I, again I, I think it's good to be encouraged in terms of like where where we're at and and, and what will, will, will come forth in the future because there is um there is a responsibility i think and there is a hope that we could be leading many people back to to christ in a time where they're really crying out for him because the enemy's really ramping it up so um yeah um so ladies any final thoughts anything that we may have missed anything uh that you wanted to uh to, to cover before before we depart Think so. It's just funny, like oh, every time I look back at my notes, I think oh, I'm never going to cover any all of that. But looking back, like we've said it and we've just slipped it in, and it's just oh, so yeah. amazing that yeah. we've been able to cover all of this. And I just want to obviously just give the disclaimer that if this challenges you, that's okay. You know, like don't feel like we're condemning you or because you think differently to us that we can't be in line and you can't be part of this fellowship because I wasn't where I am right now when I first come on this walk. I went to Jerusalem um, in 2015 and I went to get a tan. I went because it was a hot holiday and I thought, oh, see a bit of culture as well. Like I was in Jerusalem at Sukkot, probably one of the holiest days of the year. And I was wearing these hot pants shorts and some woman come up to me in the middle of Jerusalem and said, put some clothes on. You're going to get yourself killed. Like, and then Joe and Angie went to see the tombs of Malachi and I just went back to the hostel to get a suntan. And it's like, that's where my head was at mm. before I we went, I wasn't baptized at the time. But that's when me and Joe got the prophecy of the fellowship and leading people out of the great tribulation and helping young people. So I want to be here to help you strive to do better, strive to, to, to live more of a biblical life and, and let go of things that are holding you back because that was chains that held me there. It was ideologies and feminist agendas and uh, being told what to wear through magazines and social media. And like, I thought that was acceptable socially, but biblically it wasn't, you know, mm. we've had to leave these things in the past. Modesty um, is a massive thing for young women. So, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but please, please don't give up and just please just keep striving and praying and the Lord will convict, but he does it so graciously. Like he didn't just cast me out of Jerusalem right that second. Mm. No, he sent me someone to tell me and then he still blessed me with baptism and a prophecy and all this in like them seven years. So, you know, just 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 keep going and don't feel condemned because we've all been there. Yeah. And um, definitely disclaimer that we don't, necessarily know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you know more than me on the subject but yes no, speak enough. very humbly we're just we're trying our best You're trying your we're best. trying to do it the right way and we're trying our best Amen. so Amen. that's um, all we can do i i was in the world too i i used to tell myself every day i'm i'm a money magnet a money magnet. And I ended up making a lot of money from it and yeah. attracting all of those things. And wow. I had the Instagram and all sorts and played that feminist role. So I've I've been there and I've just, I don't want to be there. So yeah. and I, I want to do it the right way. So I'm learning as well and um, just want to share what we're learning and trying to do the right way. Praise God. Love that. Um yeah, uh, I think that's beautiful. Um, ending on a on a humble note, 
uh, and again, I'll speak for myself, you know, I was like, oh, International Women's Day, and oh, it's, yeah, I had it twisted, and I'm still learning a lot, and I'm still trying to unlearn and unpack a lot of things. Um, yeah, so um, again, if there is anything that uh, was contradicting your thoughts, your feelings, if you have any biblical references or scriptures that uh, we may have missed, or uh, you disagreed what we referenced, or we got it out of context, uh, good, bad, indifferent, um, please uh, reach out, let us know. Um, your uh, your comments are much appreciated. Again, uh, head on to the uh, to the website. Uh, you'll find uh, our forums there. Uh, many different topics. I know Jackie's been doing a lot of work in terms of uh, setting that up. So, um, yeah, we really do enjoy your feedback, and it really is. Uh, it touches us to know that people are uh, are taking this on board and 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 listening and interacting. Um, Kat. And Becca, thank you so much. Hello. Um, thank you. You've been awesome. It's been, fun. it's been great. And um I pray this uh this 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 conversation blesses you as much as it's blessed me and, and those that are listening. And uh for now again, thank you for tuning in. Uh we'll see you next time from our house to yours. This has been the upper room. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.